Hey friend, welcome back to Bible Tracked Echoes. I'm Micah McCurry, your host. I want to thank you so very much for your listenership today. We're going to dive right into the Bible. I'm in 1 Kings chapter 21. That's 1 Kings chapter 21. I'd ask you to join me there if you don't mind. But before we do that, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got one in my hand right now called, Will You Live Forever? This gospel tract right here asks and answers that question. You may be surprised by what it says. If you're listening right now and you're unsure of whether or not you will live forever, then I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you have a differing opinion on the subject. Maybe you're not quite sure what the Bible says about it. Well, there's a couple things you can do. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org and order some of these gospel tracts for free, might I add. Or I'd love for you to reach out to me directly. You can do so if you have questions about your eternal destiny. I'm not going to give you my opinion, but I will tell you what the Bible says. I'd love for you to reach out. You can do so by texting me today at this phone number. You ready? 309-316-7240. One more time, that number is 309-316-7240. I'd love to hear from you. Now, as we continue on in this uh, question of will you live forever, I'd encourage you to get that settled before it's eternally too late because the Bible does tell us that yes, we all will live forever. The question is where? There's only two opportunities or two places that you can go. Now, let's turn to the scriptures to our thought this week. We've been talking for just one day yesterday. We introduced this theme, some things are not for sale. And we're taking that theme from 1 Kings chapter number 21. I realized yesterday I didn't give a whole lot of background to where this theme came from. I was in a conference not long ago. I wasn't preaching there. I just had the opportunity to attend. And a man from down in Florida, pastor, uh, he preached a phenomenal message along this very line. And he used this scripture. And the Lord gave me some thoughts. I began to jot them down and kind of went a different direction. I think his title was slightly different as well, but took that thought. And so this is not original to me. And maybe even can refer you to where the original message was if you'd like. But took this thought, the theme and the verses, and kind of put my own outline with it. A lot of times that's what preachers do. You grab a seed thought from somewhere else and if it spoke to you, then maybe it would speak to other people as well. We're in 1 Kings chapter 21. We're going to read just verses 1 through 3. You ready? And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel hard by the palace of Ahab king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or, if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. Ahab is trying to buy or trade swap for this particular vineyard. And Naboth says no. Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Naboth says, it's not for sale. Ahab, he didn't see one of those real realtor signs in the front yard, but he went and said, hey, I'd like to buy it regardless. And Naboth said, it's not for sale and it never will be for sale. 
But I ask you, are there some things that are for sale in your life? Let's look first, if you would, and ask this question. Is your doctrine for sale? What is doctrine? Well, a brief explanation or a definition. This isn't my favorite definition, but it works. It's a particular set of principles, positions, or policies taught or advocated for, namely, or for instance, by governments or religions. Doctrine, you've got to realize, though, I want you to wrap your head around this thought. We'll, we'll build on this throughout the week. Your deity dictates your doctrine. Your deity dictates your doctrine. What I mean by that is your God chooses your doctrine for you. By choosing your God, you are choosing your doctrine at the same time. A lot of people think they want to choose their doctrine for themselves. They want to take a Bible like this or other quote-unquote holy books, and they want to take a pen knife like the king of old did and cut out the things that they want and add in and paste in other things that seem to make sense to them. The problem is when you start choosing doctrine then you automatically put yourself on level with, or should I say, above God. Because God, whoever that may be for you, God sets your doctrine. Deity dictates doctrine. We're going to continue on that theme in just a moment here, but let me give you a couple of scriptures that kind of go along with this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man and cutting craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. 2 John 1 9, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. 2 Timothy 4.16. Well, we're given a lot of scripture here, I realize, but I want to I cement this fact that your doctrine should not be, cannot be for sale. 1 Timothy 4.16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in so doing, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Titus 2.1, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. So a question for you, I want you to answer this for yourself. Who sets your doctrine? I want you to think about this. Who chooses what you believe? I'll be out door knocking sometimes. We had a church and they have an outreach time. I have the opportunity to take some gospel tracks like this one, invite folks to church and give people the gospel. And I'll ask them questions about theology, about God, about doctrine, about different, about scriptures. And they will refute, not strongly and not, not factually, but they will combat what the Bible says. And I'll ask them, well, for what basis? How do you how do you prove that? Or on what basis do you make that claim? For instance, uh, God doesn't send good people to hell. People will say that. I'm a good person, therefore I shouldn't go 
to hell. Well, it would be nice if that was the case, but that's not how it works. Actually, it's far nicer. Jesus Christ paid the penalty because none of us can be good people. None of us can rise to the level of perfection that heaven demands. And so Jesus Christ paid the penalty, and I can prove that to you from scripture. So, to this person I'm speaking to, where do you get that idea from? Why is it that you think that? And you know what often is the case? Well, that's just what I believe. That sounds good to me. What they're saying, whether or not they realize they are saying it, is this. I know more than God. I am deity in my own life. What it is, is repackaged humanism. And in the Christian world, we can call it Christianized humanism because people will want to call themselves Christians, want to call themselves people of this book, but they will set themselves up higher than the true author of this book and tell you what this book really says. Or they'll tell you things that this Bible has never once said. So who sets your doctrine? Is it your parents? Is it your friends? Is it your pastor? Or is it God in the Bible? See, friend, if your pastor, if I ever tell you, let me back up, if I ever tell you something that contradicts this book right here, then friend, you better write me off just like that. You better say, you better, well, I, I, sure, I'd love for you to contact me and say, did you mean what you said here? I'd love for you to give me a fair audience. But at the same time, if I say something that goes against what this book says and I can't back it up, you would have dropped me like a hot potato, friend. But I say to you as well, to your friends, to your pastor, to whoever it may be, and to yourself, that's what I'm trying to get to, to yourself, who sets your doctrine? Is it God? Is it the Bible? What are, we're talking about some things that aren't for sale. I've got about three minutes left. I want to unpack this question. What are some doctrines? What are some things, some principles, some policies, some biblical things that are non-negotiables for you? What I mean by that, let me, I guess, illustrate it this way. What are some things that if your church that you attend contradicted this, that you'd say, all right, enough is enough. I can't sell out that. Are there any non-negotiables? Is there anything in your life? Is there any point of doctrine you say, I'm sorry, we can't just agree to disagree on that? I'm not saying you're being hateful. I'm not saying you're writing people off in that you are uh, walking to the other side of the street to avoid them, that you block them on social media, all that nonsense. You can, we can be mature people and, and understand that people can have differences of opinion, okay? But there are some things in scripture that we cannot take lightly. There are some things, some points of doctrine that we've that have got to be non-negotiables. The question is, why are they non-negotiables? Can you answer that question for yourself? Let's let's end here. How well do you know your doctrine? I'm not asking you if you have Revelation, the book of Revelation, uh, memorized. I'm not asking you if, if you, uh, no, no, friend. I'm just asking if there is anything about this Bible that has soaked into you, you can't just put this book underneath your pillow and fall asleep on it tonight and think by osmosis, it's just gonna soak into you. That's not how it works, I think you know that. But if that's not how it works, then how does it work? You've gotta open this book up and you've gotta read it. You've gotta study it. You gotta study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Do you, I ask right now, do you read your Bible? Do you have a personal relationship of any kind with the author of 
this book? Do you know him? Or is your doctrine for sale? Meaning that if someone comes along, some uh, smarmy teacher, some uh, man with itching ears, if you will, someone that uh, got some smooth words for you, all it would take is somebody with a nice uh, YouTube channel, and that's all it would take to get you to jump on. No, no, friend, I'm asking, is your doctrine for sale? Is your doctrine for sale to the highest bidder? Or is there anything you'll say, nope, I'm going to stand on this one. If I've got to die here like Naboth did, I'm not selling out. We're going to continue this discussion tomorrow. We're going to look at something else. We're going to ask another question tomorrow about something that should not be for sale. I hope you'll join me. I hope what we're talking about today, uh, if it's a little bit of a conviction, then so be it. I'm glad for it. I want to thank you for tuning in today. My name is Mike McCurry. This is Bible Tract Echoes. I'm looking forward to speaking to you tomorrow. My hope is that you have a great day for His glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.